0: The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies.
1: Hi listeners, welcome back to episode 4 of TGIC Podcast. Today we're going to do our second part of the Black Dahlia episode, so that's pretty exciting. We're going to get really in-depth on all the different suspects and theories
0: of this case. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. So, just a disclaimer, this is the part two of the Black Dog murder case. So, if you haven't listened to part one, go and listen to that before listening to this, because we're just going to be like, like Jillian said, we're going to be going really in-depth onto these suspects.
1: Alright, let's get right into the theories.
0: There were two main,
1: like, Theories, I suppose, but it's a little strange in this case. There weren't really specific theories regarding suspects. I don't know why. Isn't really? That really?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is really weird. I
1: was trying to do research, and there was like, the, as much as they had like information on these suspects and how they could be related to the case, there weren't a lot of like theories on how they like individually killed. I don't know. That's that
0: like so weird. That's like, like that's so different than any other case exactly, I've ever right? heard of. All right,
1: so I'm going to start with theory number one. It's about a possible connection to a serial killer. So they connected her case to the murder of Suzanne Degnan, I think. Is that how, how yeah, her name? Yeah, Degnan. I'm not quite sure, but she was a six-year-old who lived in Chicago. She was kidnapped from her home in Chicago and presumably murdered. I didn't do much investigation onto this case, but it seemed like she was kid pretty, like, basic, I guess. Kidnap and murder case, but mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what this is. But it seems to be her killer was connected to maybe have taken her to L.A.
0: Huh.
1: So that's how it was connected to this case, I suppose. Um, and also, her killer did something very similar to the killer of the Black Dahlia, where he like sent letters to different people in the case, like oh, like maybe I think it was the police, maybe in this case, and mm-hmm. they were very worded, very similar. Oh, okay. But I still, they never really formally investigate it because, I mean, as that sounds, that doesn't make too much sense. It's yeah, not very plausible.
0: Not to mention, like, they're not very similar. Like, we talked about one of the things in the last episode about how she had those, like, asterisk,
1: like, yeah, exactly. shaped,
0: like, cuts into her lower stomach. Like, we're talking about, like, if it's a c- serial killer, that's probably their main, like, mark, right? And, exactly. Like,
1: and also, this girl was six, and, like, compared to... A young adult, like, that's a big difference in, I what do they call that? Like, a serial killer's, like, type? Like, MO? Yeah, like, they, they always go for very similar people, similar mm-hmm. ages, similar appearances. And in this case, they just seem very disconnected, almost, like, the yeah. just... Grabbing for connections.
0: Exactly. Like, I kind of hate it when they do that in like murder cases, especially because it's like they just try and like connect it to anything. Like, exactly. Different serial killers and stuff, even if it's not necessarily, even if the cases aren't even similar whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so that was never really formally investigated as like a connected serial killer case. Mm-hmm. And don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the killer of Suzanne Degnan was convicted. Oh, okay. So that case is pretty open and shut. The second theory, it's not so much as a murder theory as like a more of a cover-up theory. So there's believed to be a lot of police corruption in this case.
0: Exactly. We
1: went over that a little bit last week, but we're definitely going to go in depth on that this week. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the connections on this for police cover-up began with, when one of the main investigators, I believe her name was Agnes, she was taken off the case, like, a day after supposedly arresting a suspect. Seriously? Yeah. And I'm, I don't think the suspect was named, but she, she apparently interviewed and arrested someone for the murder, and she was taken off the case the day after. Ugh. And it's believed that she was taken off the case because she was getting too close to finding out the truth. Ooh. And, like, this was such a, like, a potential theory, I suppose, that it was actually investigated by the grand jury for the Black Dolly case in 1949.
0: That's really interesting. And, I mean, like, wasn't, like, Los Angeles, like, police department in the 40s and, like, 30s and 20s super corrupted? Like, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, I think, actually, a lot of
1: police were corrupted at the time because it just, like we talked about, a lot of the suspects were... Had a lot of dirt on like police and prosecutors. Yeah, they're kind of
0: all tight knit.
1: Exactly. So maybe they were just trying to lead someone away from finding out the truth and getting one of their friends in trouble. Hmm. So I think that's definitely like a big deal. Like, not it's not so much like a murder theory, but it's definitely a corruption cover up theory that's really important and really yeah relevant in this case.
0: Because I mean, that could have led to like the murder of Elizabeth Short not being solved.
1: Exactly. Alright, so now I'm going to talk a little bit more about the suspects we learned about last week, beginning with Mark Hansen. Hansen was Elizabeth's friend, and he actually allowed Elizabeth to live in his home on several occasions between May and October of 1946. So, that's like a lot in the year before she was murdered. And Anne Toth, who was his girlfriend at the time... Actually, she had a room with Elizabeth Shore in a house that was close to one of his nightclubs called the Florentine Gardens. Ooh, which I think I something about that. It just sounded so seem weird, right? To me. Yeah. But then again, I think when I was thinking about his girlfriend, I was assuming like live in, and then I guess that was not a norm at not in the forties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I read that when I was researching. I was picturing it more as like she lived with him and like. She shared a room with Elizabeth, but I don't think that was the case. I think maybe he like paid for wherever she lived separate from him. I don't Yeah. The 40s, man. <laughs> um and then on January 8th of 1947, Elizabeth Short called Mark Hansen in Los Angeles from San Diego where she had ran away to. And he is the last person to speak to Elizabeth. Like, I don't think there's a recorded person after that that spoke to her.
0: Wow. Okay, also, settling our debate about if phones were actually a thing in the 40s from our last episode. I looked it up, and they were, and they were a lot more widespread than I thought. So, just a <laughs> clarification. Well, also, she called
1: from San Diego.
0: Yeah, so. Los
1: Angeles, so. Wait. So, when were phones invented? I'm so
0: confused. I think they really might have been in invented school? in like the 1800s. Like, I think I it was like a I remember long time. we learning ago.
1: about this. Who like invented the analog clock? Hold on. We're doing a quick Google search for you in case. When
0: this is were imported. phones invented? 1876.
1: Wait, that's actually really early. Yeah. That's not Civil War though. That's after the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Wow, that's that's a lot earlier than I thought. thought Why was I out here thinking that like they were like coming out in like the (laughs) nineteen (laughs) sixties?
1: Um, yeah, so they spoke on the phone and he's like the last recorded person to speak to Elizabeth. And then during interrogation he made several contradictory statements about when he spoke to her, how well they knew each other like so
0: on. That's just kinda sus.
1: It's really sus. Yeah. And he, remember when we talked about the package last week? Yeah. And how, like, it had an address book with his name on it? Mm Mm-hmm. He claimed that the address book had had belonged to him, and, like, I mean, I don't know if it was given to him as a gift, and maybe he just never used it, but he says he never used it, and so he gave the address book to Elizabeth... That's as, so... Like, a present.
0: But, like, it had his name on it. Hey,
1: isn't that weird. That doesn't make sense. Especially because he very specifically said he gave it to her as a gift. You don't give someone a gift that has your name on it.
0: And, like, also, why would that be included in the package in the first place? Yeah, I... Like, either he was being framed...
1: Well, it does seem very obviously framed, because, yeah. like, the package with, like...
0: Like, you wouldn't be, like... I feel like you might as well just turn yourself in if you're the killer exactly, and you put your name right. in the thing.
1: No, I just thought that was weird. But I also thought his, his re-gifting skills need improvement if he's going to give it to some, her something that has his name on yeah, it. Yeah, that's so
0: ridiculous.
1: Uh, piece of advice, guys. Don't go around giving out presents that you got from someone else and have your name on it.
0: Yeah, that's just kind of... I'd,
1: I'd be offended. That's so lazy.
0: <laughs> like, I swear I've probably done something similar to that, but, like, it's kind of lazy.
1: Uh-huh. And also, there were no official charges ever brought against him, and he ended up just dying of natural causes in 1964. Hmm. Um. Theorists believe that Hansen could have been had ties to gangsters. First of all, gangsters. I'd like to, I'd like to say I found this on a website, and I didn't want to like change the phrasing of that—the ties to gangsters thing—because gangsters. I, I assume that was meant to sound like that, but like
0: like not ties to gangs, ties to gangsters. I don't know what
1: gangsters mean. That sounds like really strange um that's just like is that a phrase like ties to gangsters i don't I know, don't know. Such a sort of old-timey phrase what does a gangster imply is this like a rapper i don't like
0: know. all i think of when i hear gangster is like you know those gangster costumes paradise? you can get it yes that <laughs> but also you know those costumes you get it like party city and it's like a fedora and like the striped suit oh and like God. the fake machine that's what i think of when i hear gangsters so anyway, Hanson could have
1: been a gangster, but there were no formal ties to him and the murder of Elizabeth Short. hmm Okay, I'm also going to talk a little bit about Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly again. He was the guy, if you remember correctly, um, kind of just a weirdo. He, like, poisoned or he raped? Which, which one was it? He okay. raped his
0: secretary? His secretary. Okay, so this guy... I'm kind of just repeating myself, this is basically exactly what I said last episode, but he literally took his assistant, or secretary, or whatever, to a motel and like almost beat her to death for no reason. Like, no reason. That's
1: so weird. Why why would you do that? Okay, so this guy is like a creep and just annoying and I don't like him. Much like I don't like any of these creepy white guys in this case because they're creepy white guy. I mean, they're
0: all just, like, breaking the law, like, even if it's not for the murder yeah, of Elizabeth. Exactly. Like, they're all just bad dudes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, he knew Elizabeth, as we said last week, through Mark Hansen, and he was really close with Mark Hansen, and he often went to the nightclub that he owned, and this was all around, like, the time of the murder. They mm. are assumed to, like, have partied often together. Mm. He also had... a history of violent crimes with sexual motivation, as we just talked about, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means just, like, the thing with the secretary or if there were other circumstances. I mean, there
0: might have been other circumstances. A lot of times,
1: too, if there's other circumstances, when someone was a minor, they won't be, like... Recorded. Yeah, or, like, not shared specifically. And, okay, this is so strange to me. His (laughs) right pectoral, so this is, like, his man boob. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Had been surgically removed. Like, I just don't understand. I don't, <laughs> don't understand. Why well, just your right one?
0: I mean, maybe he had like breast cancer,
1: but like. <laughs> it says it had been surgically removed in a similar way that was like Elizabeth Short was mutilated.
0: Isn't that weird? So, like, someone attacked him on the street and was like, I'm gonna cut your right man titty off.
1: No, ma- I think maybe he cut his own man titty off. That's this is what when I read it I imagine that he cut it off himself and that's why it sounded like he had ties, because like that cause they said like the surgically the, the way it was surgically like removed was similar so I assume that means whoever cut them was the same person and like you know that kind of made it more. Well, suspicious. wouldn't he be
0: like this guy cut my boob off?
1: <laughs> exactly, so that's why I think maybe like it's he did it he himself. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, this man was unstable. I mean. Um, and then also, relating back to the corruption theory, he was actually once married to the daughter of one of the LAPD captains. So, like, oh. he was in the family, I guess. Yeah. So, now Izzy is gonna talk a little more about, um, George Hodel, cause he's, like...
0: There's, like, so much stuff on this He's stage. literally, like,
1: the main guy. He was never formally convicted, but he's basically assumed to
0: be the guy. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so much stuff against him that just points to the fact that he was most likely the one who did it. So, we're gonna start with his background. So, he was born on October 10th, 1907 in Los Angeles, California, and he died on May 16th, 1999 in San Francisco. I think he died of natural causes. Like, it was never really clarified, but that's what I'm assuming. He had three children, But, like, one of them was, like, never in the picture. Like, he wasn't really a father figure. I mean, he was never really a father figure to any of these, any of his kids. But, like, the third one was never really mentioned. But he had two main children, um, Steve Hodel and Tamar Hodel. And Tamar has passed away. But his son Steve was a LAPD homicide detective. And he has literally spent the entirety of his career and of his life investigating his father for the murder of Elizabeth Short. Like
1: You're kidding. That's no. insane.
0: Like he knows it's him. Like he's written like three books on this. He has like a whole website. Like it's it's crazy.
1: I What? That's for like to have your son turn on you, what did he do to his son?
0: Well, actually, like, I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but, like, he was really horrible towards his kids. Wow. Like, really horrible. Okay, this is really crazy, but this guy was, like, a genius. And if you, like, go back to the last episode when we talk about, like, the murder of Elizabeth, like, how she was murdered, it was very thought out. Like, it was very meticulously planned, and it was just, like, this, the person who killed her was very, very thorough, so, actually, George Hodell graduated high school when he was 15.
1: I'm 15. I want to graduate high school.
0: Yeah, he was 15. So, and then he ended up attending California Institute of Technology. And he was expelled after his, like, first year. Because he had an affair with a professor's wife. Oh my god. Not only that, he got her pregnant.
1: You're kidding. No, he was, like,
0: 16. He got her pregnant. And he was like, okay, I want to have a life with you. We should raise this child. And she was like, no, you freak. I'm leaving. And she left him. We don't know where that child is now. We don't know if she got an abortion. We don't know what happened. But
1: it's like... He didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. But, yeah, he literally um, ended up destroying her marriage. And it basically, like... Oh, my God. So you're telling me at 16... He's already graduated high school, he goes to college, and then he gets kicked
1: out after his first year, at the age of 16, because he knocked up one of his professor's
0: wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird dude. Yeah, very weird dude. So now we're going to talk about his adult life. So, in, like, the 1930s, there's never, like, a specific year, he married a model named Dorothy Anthony, and they had a daughter named Tamar Hodel. And in 1932, he graduated from Berkeley for pre med, and then he attended the University of California to att- like to get his medical degree, and he got that in 1936.
1: How did he get back into school after getting kicked out of one? You'd I have don't know. On, this looks like, some like sort of record.
0: I think this might have been like a really long time after. Like um, I think he waited it. a really long time. But yeah, and so he ended up getting like divorced from Dorothy, and like. That'll come in later, but yeah. He was divorced from Dorothy, like, a few years later. So, he was an American physician, and he specifically studied venereal diseases, which is, like... STDs? STDs. Yes, STDs and STIs. And he was, like, kind of the face of STDs in America at the time. Wow. Like, he did all the advertising and all this stuff, and everyone was, like, just knew who he was. And, um... With that, he also started to, like, perform illegal abortions on women. Interesting. Yeah, and, like, at the time, like, all this stuff is very hush-hush, like, very taboo. Like, nobody talked about it. It was just, like, kind of just, like, something that was just, like, hidden from society. And he was kind of, like, trying to change that in a way. Like, he wanted to make it more widespread. Well, I guess
1: that's not bad. That's yeah. the first thing I have not disliked about this guy.
0: Exactly. But, yeah, so he, these illegal abortions that he did were usually, like, botched or not done oh, very there, well. there he goes, messing up the ones. Yeah, that and they them. were done in, like, places that were just, like, not sterile. Like, they were dirty.
1: Well, if he couldn't do it in, like, a hospital because it was dirty, Yeah, not I mean, allowed. like,
0: where were you going to go in the 1940s? Like, the wharf. I don't the know. The wharf? What's a wharf? It's Like, we like, in San Francisco they I don't know if they have one in Los Angeles, but, like, it's, like, where all the ships come in.
1: Oh.
0: I don't know. Why would I you go
1: there? I don't know. But, like, the ocean? <laughs> uh, the wharf just sounds like a fancy name for an ocean.
0: Yeah. And this guy was, like, he was highly fascinated by, like, the darker side of surrealism. Is that art? Yeah. It's, like, you a type of art. Him? It's, <laughs> like, there's, like, a famous artist who did, but it's, like, scary art sometimes. Like, it's, scary. like... Yeah, I don't, like, Goya, that's surrealism. If you look up his art, it's, like, blood and stuff, it's sketchy. So, that meant that, like, a large majority of his friends were, like, artists and models and musicians, like, this guy had connections everywhere, and I mean, I guess another large majority of the, like, reason of that, like, he became, like, the party man of L.A.,
1: This is so weird. I feel like this guy's involved in everything.
0: Like, literally everything. And, like, these parties were sex parties. And, like, literally everyone attended them. Like, there were hookers going to those. There were police officers who were in the LAPD. Corruption. There were prosecutors and lawyers. And it was just, like... Super sketchy, like there were so many people there that he had, probably had so much crap on, so yeah. Like, he was just kind of a psycho, and um, I don't know, he was just like obsessed with like the darker sides of things. Like,
1: oh, so like something a murderer would be interested in,
0: exactly. Exactly,
1: yeah. This guy is really, yeah, he's just very wow. interesting, really suspicious.
0: So, in 1940, he married his second legal wife, named... what
1: does legal wife
0: mean? I... Well, he married... Oh, he quote-unquote married a woman, like, before, before, like, his other wife, too. And it was, like... Not legal? It was not really legal. Yeah, like, it didn't... They didn't do all the stuff or something. Like, it's kind of irrelevant. That's where he also had his, like, other son... Oh. Who nobody really knows about, and who he didn't really, wasn't a part of his life or whatever. Oh,
1: okay, that's
0: weird. Yeah, so this second legal wife was named Dorothy Harvey.
1: Dorothy again?
0: Yes, another Dorothy. And because of this, he didn't want any confusion. He nicknamed her Dorero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're kidding!
0: <laughs> Dorero. Like Dorito? Like Dorito. All I'm hearing is Dorito. <laughs> yes, so Dorero... So he lived in his giant, like, L.A. mansion with Dorero, his ex-wife, Dorothy. She lived there, too? Yes. Why? I don't know. His son, Steve, and his daughter, Tamar. So, like, his children were, like, so commonly exposed to, like, all of his partying and drug use and these, like, giant orgies Oh, my God. And, like, they were, like, our age, maybe a little bit younger, like, 14, 13. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, all this wasn't sketchy. And, like, going back to Steve, like, you were asking, like, why would he, like, do this to his father? hmm Well, like, like, George always kind of looked down on Steve. Like, he thought Steve was weird. Like, Steve was really interested in school and, like, and all this stuff. And, like, he was never interested in doing stuff that George wanted to do.
1: Yeah, well, because what George wanted to do was freaking weird. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But then Tamar was very fascinated by all this stuff. Like, there's a story about Tamar when she was about 13 or 14. She used to sit on the steps outside of their house, completely naked. And she would pose, like, a statue. Why? For onlookers. I don't know. But, like, her dad, like, he didn't encourage it, but, like, he was never, like... Hey, tomorrow you can't do that. That's weird. Yeah, so like this girl was like a little bit weird, a little bit eccentric. Yeah, she was just always really interested in the parties. Like she always wanted to participate. Oh. Yeah. So while he was married to Dorero, he also Sorry.
1: every time. You yeah, say that, I don't it know. Dorero was
0: like the most weird nickname ever. But like, because it sounds like something they'd serve at Taco Bell. Yeah. So Dorero was bisexual
1: okay
0: and George would always bring home like other women like he would always have flings or like short relationships with other women like it just wasn't weird like him and would often have like threesomes and stuff okay but another thing because of this a lot of people claim that he had a relationship with Elizabeth
1: huh I mean, now that would make sense, right? They, like, yeah. party and stuff, right? They, like,
0: party together. She was with Mark Hansen. Like, George Hodel, George Hodel went to his club. Like, they all attended his parties. Like, it was just, like, everyone in this case is so connected. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it's thought that he had, like, a relationship with Elizabeth. And if you think about this, like, that's probably how he... I'm assuming he's the killer, so I'm just gonna say he... Probably got her, like, personal items. Like, knew a lot of stuff about her. Probably, like, her schedule. And then, also, he had a bunch of pictures of her in his house. Huh. Like, Steve Hodel found these pictures. So and they're weird. on his website, but it's just, like, it's just weird. And, like, going back to his kids. This is just, just, like, showing how freaking awful this dude is. So, when tomorrow was, like... 12 or 13, like, George was like, I'm going to give you a present when you're 16 that nobody else can give you. Like...
1: We talked about this in our yeah. last episode. That is so disgusting. And
0: so she was 14, and he basically raped her. He drugged her first, I think, and then he raped her. That's disgusting. And this was in, like, 1949. And that's also when he came onto the police ra- police's radar. Yeah. Because, like... He was arrested and he went to court and he ended up getting acquitted. But, like, it was incestual rape. Like, it's... Like, that's, like, nasty. Mm-hmm. Especially since she was so young.
1: Okay, well, it's... I mean, it's still bad no matter how old Yeah, she was. but,
0: like, still. I don't know. And then another really weird thing happens. His sex... <laughs> <laughs> His secretary... Ruth Spaulding was found dead. She had died of a supposed drug overdose. And he was suspected of, like, being involved in this. And let me tell you some of the facts about this. Ruth Spaulding, like, I think she was, like, a middle-aged white woman. Like, she was, like, back then, like, women doing drugs in general was, like, not common. Yeah. And apparently, this is, like, the theory about this, she uncovered a bunch of dirt about George, like, including him overcharging his patients and, like, taking all the money for himself and, like, doing these botched abortions and just, like, all this stuff. Like, that was really bad. So he He killed killed her. her. And a lot of people thought it was so weird because, like, she had never been someone who would do drugs. Mm -hmm. Like... Someone who's never done drugs is like not very likely to overdose by themselves. You know what I mean? And like, additionally, he had access to drugs for multiple reasons. First off, he was a freaking doctor. Yeah. And he was like, he knew some shady ass people from like his party scene. He could have been like, yeah, gangsters. He could have been like, hey man, hit me up. I need some like drugs or whatever. But yeah, so like, he was like, I don't know, he was suspected of this, but, like, nothing was ever, like, taken further. Corruption. Literally corru- corruption. Like, this dude could have been in jail already before all the Elizabeth short stuff happened. So, let's get into how he's involved in the Black Dahlia murder. So, I previously stated that it's possible that, like, him and Elizabeth had a relationship. Uh-huh. Like, it's not really clear how... Much before the murder this was. Like, I don't know if this was a year before. I don't know if this was a week before. Like, I'm not really sure. And, like, some other stuff is the fact that he was a doctor. He had medical training. A lot of the stuff in her autopsy and the way she was murdered, like, points to the fact that whoever killed her was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, he also had, like, a history of being super violent. With, like, people, like, he knew, like, his girlfriend, Dorero. Or wife, not girlfriend. He, like, apparently really badly abused her. And then also his children.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, yeah. So he was just, like, known to be very violent and kind of twisted. Like, clearly this guy was psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. And he also lived really close to the crime scene. That's weird. Like, within a five-mile radius. Which is, like...
1: Convenient enough to, like, be nearby and, like you know, drop off the body or whatever.
0: Exactly. But also not, like... So close. In his backyard. Yeah. And then, like, she... Like, the way she was killed was very alike to some surrealist, like, artworks. Like he was interested Yeah, like, like he was super interested in, especially one of his, like, favorite artists had, like, specific artworks that were, like, very, very shockingly similar to, like... How she was murdered.
1: That's too coincidental.
0: Like the way she was, she was positioned, and like how she was, like almost like how the care, like the killer took care to make her look, like cleaned her up, and like all this stuff. Yeah. And then also like the okay, this is the weirdest thing, the police department ended up bugging his house. And they just like they dis- bugged
1: his house, but never convicted him of anything.
0: Exactly. And on the tapes, he heard, like, scream- they heard, like, screaming women and, like, a conversation that he had about, like, hmm. like, even, like, um, like, nobody's ever gonna even solve the, like, Black Dahlia case. Oh my God. Like, all this stuff. And, like, they never convicted him. Cause, like, I'm assuming they were scared he's- they were gonna out him. Or he was gonna out them.
1: Yeah. I- Corruption- honestly the police thing sounds like they like bugged his house to like maybe like seem like they like were cover doing their something. asses yeah but like I don't know
0: like he was never even taken in for freaking questioning
1: yeah like he really seems like the guy to me and he just he died before he could get convicted
0: mm-hmm but there are still people who are doing research on this case like Steve Hodell he's like a crap ton of books on this like so much information that's like literally putting george Hodell as the murderer so
1: unfortunately because well, the majority of the people in this case are dead elizabeth short's never going to get her justice
0: i know it's sad okay well this was part two of the black dahlia murder we hope to see you guys next week